Uh, a very quick summary about God is a light is that we walk in the light in order to have a healthy fellowship with God and with others. Hello and welcome to the Portland General Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. The coronavirus pandemic has isolated many individuals and families from the rest of the church. Fellowship has been difficult for many of us as we try to prevent spreading infection. There is something profound to be said about fellowship with God and other believers, so join us today as Brother Larry Treadway continues the sermon series entitled Family Fellowship. It's good to be back again in the house of God. and uh, It was good last Sunday to have our first service in, in the sanctuary in a long time. And to experience one coming for salvation to end made it very, very special. Began last week by the series on uh, family fellowship talking about how that you can have a relationship without fellowship. We need the relationship and the fellowship with God, and we need that relationship and fellowship with each other as well. Today I want to continue by talking about conditions of the fellowship, beginning again in 1 John chapter 1, but starting in verse number 5. So I want to have prayer, then I'll begin to read uh, through the scripture. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for the day. Thank you, dear Lord, for the messages before us, Lord, and how excited we can be about the fellowship that we have with you and with other believers in Christ as well. Amen. You can have an earthly family without uh, and break relationship and break down fellowship. You can have a church family relationship and break down the fellowship. And I believe you can have a relationship with Christ and have that broken relationship as well. So we saw last week how you have a relationship through Christ, but we also have fellowship through Christ that brings the fellowship with each other as well. So our theme verse was 1 John chapter number 1, verse 4, which said, These things... Uh, we write unto you that your joy may be full. So John tells us that these things are to ha- help us to have a joyful fellowship with Christ, that it might be full. So uh, we'll look at that joy today as being, again, an internal state of mind, not based on external circumstance, uh, but based on the internal substance of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. It's peace even in the midst of trouble. So today, I want us to see two conditions of having a healthy fellowship with the Lord. First, we'll look at walking in the light, and secondly, we'll look at confessing sin. There, first, let's consider two words we're going to look at, light and darkness. Uh, light represents holiness. Jesus declared that he was the light of the world and that he proceeded to say later that we also would be light of the world as well. I think with Jesus being the light of the world, we are reflections of that light that people can see the light of Jesus through us representing, of course, his holiness. I think that's a reason that uh, he, you know, the Bible says God is holy and be you also holy. We're supposed to imitate Also, darkness. Darkness is a complete opposite to to light. It is the ungodliness and evil that's in the world. In the recent riots in our country that's going on, uh, we've seen that during the daytime, typically the riots are very peaceful. But once darkness occurs, we see everything begins to change. There's a lot of 
possible evil, rioting uh, as far as houses being broken into and businesses being broken into. I know about uh, 35 years ago when I began the insurance business, uh, when we'd have a break-in in the house, break-ins would always be at night because people would go in the darkness uh, to commit the evil of breaking in the house. But by the time I left, darkness went on into the day as well. It didn't matter if it was day or night. People kind of broke into houses. It's the evil that occurred. So first of all, let's look at the walking in the light. I'm going to take passages of scripture as I go through them. So this is verses 5 through 7 of walking in the light. This then is the message which we've heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him no darkness at all. But if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not know the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all, unsin, uh, uh, all of our sin. The message John gives us here is that God, or Jesus, is light. He is true holiness. It is shown in Revelation when he's on the throne and all the voices are being raised. It says, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and which is to come. Because God is a totality of holiness. He is the brightness of the light that's in the world. And Jesus is God, so therefore he is light. In John, the gospel, chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, it says, In him, which is in Jesus, in him was life. And life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, in John chapter 1, again the gospel, verse 9 and 10 out of the ESV, it says, The true light, which enlightened everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and yet the world did not know him. That's a good example there that's talking about Jesus being light, coming into a world of darkness, but the darkness wasn't recognizing him as the light. And even on over into the good explanation of uh, Jesus as the light, in Revelation 20, verse number 23, it says, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Even in the New Jerusalem, the heavenly city, there's no need for light, there's no need for sun, because Jesus will be the light of that city. So a couple of things about light. First thing is that light reveals your pathway. It shows you what's in front of you. If you don't believe that, take off in total darkness driving your car and never turn your headlights on. You'll find out you won't know where you're going because the headlights, the light from your vehicle, will give you and reveal the path that you need to take. An example of how the rev that light reveals is, I don't know if you've ever done this or not. I've done this a lot of times. You know, My wife Donna can tell you, dust the furniture, uh, then let the sunlight come through the windows and suddenly somebody missed dust on the furniture. It shows up because light reveals it. Or if you clean the windows, you know, I'm terrible with Windex. I, I think Windex smears about as bad as anything. Clean the windows with Windex, let the sunlight come in, suddenly the streaks are there that you swore wasn't there until the light hit it because light happens to reveal the directions that you're going. Also, not only does light reveal, light directs our path. 
through his word. Uh, Psalms 119, 105 says, Thy word, which is the Bible, which is Jesus, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You see, light directs how you need to go. Here recently, a grandson, Michael, came down and, and spent a couple of weeks with us, and uh, the dog came with him. And uh, the dog has to be walked quite often, so right about bedtime, it's time to walk the dog. Well, it's dark outside. And throughout my backyard, I have had an infesting of mold. And moles dig holes and they make furrows in the ground. And if you don't take a light with you, but you're out walking that dog, I found out one thing. I wind up tripping over one of those holes, falling in one of those holes. But why? Because I got to have the light to reveal uh, the direction that I'm going. Well, God's word re or Jesus reveals the obstacles in our dar darkness to direct our path. Is any wonder that Ephesians 5 verse 13? Again, out of the English Standard, says, But when anything is exposed by light, it becomes visible. It's like light cast off the darkness. Go into a very dark room. No light whatsoever. Flip on the switch. Suddenly the light goes away. Why? The darkness covers and exhausts, uh, or the light covers and exhausts the darkness. Uh, darkness is a place to stumble. In darkness, we kind of misjudge where things happen to be. Uh, a very quick summary about God is a light is that we walk in the light in order to have a healthy fellowship with God and with others. You see, verse 7 says that He is a light and we have to walk in the light in order to have fellowship with Him and others in the family of God at all. Now, uh, secondly, not only is God light, You'll also see that he says God has no darkness. Darkness being evil, being sin, said in him is no darkness at all. There's no sin in God. There was no sin in Jesus. He was the sinless sacrifice hanging on the cross for our sin. He came into this world in the flesh, but yet he never sinned because he was sinless. There is no darkness in God. There was no darkness in Jesus who is also God. No evil, no wrong whatsoever with God. Now, this is where John takes a a cross into a couple of false claims. The first false claim he brings out in verse number six is, he says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in the darkness. Remember now, fellowship and relationship is different because fellowship is the closeness or the intimacy that we have with God. So if we say that we have fellowship with God and yet we walk in darkness, which is evil or which is sin, uh, then we basically don't know what the truth is. That's kind of like being superficial and saying, hey, I don't have to go to church in order to be a Christian. You don't. But going to church will help you to have that healthy relationship of walking in the light because if you're going to a biblically based church that believes in the fundamentals of God's word, every time you step into a service and worship service and preaching and teaching begin, even the song service, it's based in the truth of God's word and God's word reveals God as the light of the world. So that keeps you away from darkness. That will help you to maintain your relationship. It's also like saying, I don't have to pray in order to maintain my 
Christianity. Well, well, that may be what you say, but you're fooling yourself because, uh, you know, you may say, well, I prayed many years ago, and I don't have to ever pray again because I asked God to forgive me once, and that's enough. I don't have to pray every day. I don't have to go before God and all these things in prayer. Well, you're doing that. You're fooling yourself because as you go before God in prayer and you have that communication with Him, you draw closer to Him, which means you're drawing closer to the light, and that reveals that you get further away from the darkness or the sin. It will keep you away from the sin that may overtake you from time to time. To react this way by saying, I don't need to go to church. I don't need to read my Bible. I don't need to do this for God. I don't need to do that for God. I'll walk my lifestyle. I'll live my life the way I want to because God's forgiven me. That's simply what the Bible says is lying. And remember, there is no darkness in Him, in Christ, and Christ in us allows us to live in the light. As written in John 15, verse number 4, He says, Abide in me and I in you. That's fellowship, drawing close to God, abiding in Him and Him abiding in us. That's that constant abiding right there. If you don't do that, otherwise it's like the end of verse number 6 says, we lie and we don't even know what the truth is. Fellowship can be broken and you no longer have that close relationship to Him and you can try to fool yourself and lie to yourself not knowing the truth that comes through the light, which is Jesus Christ. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. To know not the truth is to know not Jesus and what He said. So the false claim here is to say, I got fellowship with Him, but I still walk my way. I still walk in darkness. Now that brings me to, if we walk in the light, uh, we have fellowship or intimacy not only with God but also with each other. Remembering that walking in the light creates fellowship with God which creates a fellowship with each other. Uh, and when we're not created in that or we're not following God, we're not growing close to God, that fellowship gets broken down. I'm reminding of my dad many times. When I got pretty irritable, when I wanted to backtalk my God, my dad, when I wanted to be a little angry with him, he would stop me right in the middle of what I was doing. He said, son, this is what he'd ask me. He said, son, are you backslid? Well, it's a pretty good indication that if your relationship is not right with God, it breaks down your fellowship, and people notice when the fellowship is broken down. My dad would notice that. If we sin uh, in this body, which, you know, we will have a broken relationship. Now you say, but will we sin? Absolutely, we will sin. As long as we're in this body, as long as we're walking on this earth, there is going to be sin, even though we are walking in the light. Occasionally, we're going to turn from the light darkness and we're going to stumble in the sin that comes into our life. That brings me to the second point. God is light, but we need to confess our sin. And that's the confessing of our sin that's in verses 8 through 10. Allowing the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse us from our sins, but then falling into a digression of sin that takes us down. And then we're going to look very closely here at the progression of of God's cleansing us from the sin. Verses 8, 9, and 10. If we say we have no sin and we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us, but if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to cleanse us from all sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we've not sinned, we make Him a liar 
and his word is not in us. That brings us to claim number two, okay? Denying our sins. If we say we have no sin, he says we deceive ourselves. We're attempting to fool ourselves. It's one thing to sin, but it's another thing to sin and then to deny that you've actually been involved in sin. It brings a digression into our sinful condition, saying something like, I'm just as good as anybody else. Uh, I'm better than so-and-so. All of those things are no more than self uh deception kind of deceiving ourselves because uh, what happens is when we say I'm as good as anybody else if we say we don't have sin he said the truth is not in us well that means Christ is not convicting us because if he's in us he's going to convict us right and Romans 3.23 says though that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God so there is going to be time that we know we're going to sin what are we going to do when we do we need to get back to walking in the light. How are we going to do that? Number one, he says, confess. Addressing our sins. The first step here for Christ to come in and cleanse us is to confess. To confess is to openly admit our, now if you'll notice something here, not sin as a singular, but sins as a plural. God forgive me my sin, my unbelief, when I accepted him as the savior of my life. I still commit sins with an S, the plurality of sins, when I do things that's not right. Uh, you know, and, and, and when I confess those wrongs before God, I don't go before a priest, I don't go before the pastor, I go before the one who can do something about it and it's addressed as a he here. When we go to the forgiveness of sin, it says he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. That's a second step. First step is uh, that confessing. The second step is the forgiveness of sins. Uh, the confession opens a door to the forgiveness. Why? Because God is faithful. In other words, he's able to forgive us of our sins. I'm not able to forgive you your sins. Uh, the priest is not able to forgive you of your sins. Only God is able to forgive you of your sin. And that is because God is just. He's right to forgive us of our sins. He says, uh, you know, only the sinless can forgive sin. So he has the right to be able to do so. Just confessing does not bring forgiveness. But it opens a door, if you're doing a sincere confession, repentance, it opens a door to the forgiveness of God. If we confess from our heart, then God moves and he forgives us of our sin. Why? Because he is able, he is just to forgive us of our sins. That's what he does. Then he goes a step further, okay? We confess, step one. Number two, he forgives, step two. Uh, two. Then here comes step three, and I like that. It's the cleansing of sins, with an S, plurality. He said, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the third step, cleansing. It's where he wipes the slate clean, the unrighteousness as the acts of sin, to cleanse it and wash it away. No one can cleanse our sins, no one can wash away our sins, but God himself. No matter how hard we try, we can't clean ourselves up. I mentioned about my grandson being down for a couple of weeks. When he goes and takes a shower, we have to double check how he's cleaned himself. He misses. I said, well, look, you've got 
You got black behind your ears. Your hair's not wet. Have you washed your hair? He misses those spots. As much as we try to cleanse ourselves up, we're going to miss something. We can't cleanse our. We can turn over a new leaf all we want to. We can try to change our life all we want to. But only God will actually wash our sins away, will cleanse us from the unrighteousness and sin that's in our life. Now, there's a lot of references in the Bible about sin and how he does it. One place, he says he takes our sins and nails them to the cross. In another place, he says he'll take our sins and cast them into the depths of the sea. Still another place, it says he will cast them as far away as the east is from the west, which means infinite. And one more for good measure, he said, I will blot out your sins and remember them no more. That's a lot of references to the cleansing effect of God. And to deny our personal sins is to call God a liar. It means living without confessing them, without dealing with our sin. Now, we can say we don't have any sin, that I'm a pretty good person, I'm as good as everybody else, but I'm in that place I'm living apart from God's righteousness allowing him to live through me. When I do that, I make God a liar, breaking down the fellowship that I have or the closest I have. So we have to approach our sins openly. Confess our sins to God, number one. Receives God's forgiveness, number two. Experience God's cleansing, number three. How's your fellowship? It's a good thing to ask again. How's your fellowship? Are you walking in the light? Are you walking in the light of God's word? Or are you walking in darkness, going your own way, doing your own thing? Are you taken in by the darkness or sin around you, denying your sin, doing what pleases you and not dealing with those sins that come up? Number one, if you are, confess your sins. Allow him to forgive and to cleanse your sin. You can be forgiven. You can be made right. You can be cleansed through the mighty cleansing power of the Son of God. And then once you confess, receive God's forgiveness, and be cleansed by God, then again you can begin that walking in the light of Jesus Christ and walking in the light of the world. It isn't, it isn't permanent when you sin. If you're a child of God, it doesn't mean that everything's permanent, disaster's out there, and all hope is gone. No, hope is still there because of these verses here that says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the way to restore fellowship. That's the way to begin walking in the light once again. So you can once again walk in the light and have your fellowship restored through Christ Jesus and his forgiveness. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you again for your service today. Thank you, dear Lord, for the word about family fellowship and how to have fellowship with you. And God, that once the fellowship gets broken, Lord, you restore it. And we thank you for that promise from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust that God has blessed you with this message from his word. Each week, these sermons are made available in video and audio formats. If you want to watch our weekly sermon and Sunday School videos, you can find them on our YouTube channel. Uh, Just search in the search engine for Portland General Baptist Church. Subscribe to the channel and be sure to hit the notification bell so that you're notified when a new video is posted. For audio, you can subscribe to our podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, 
and others. You can also find these audio recordings on our website, free to download. Just visit www.portlandgbc.org. That's www.portlandgbc.org. Until next time, stay safe and may God bless you.